Welcome, welcome to the show. It is me, it is me, your girl, Labora Lee, aka Cat Lee. And hold on, wait a minute, because it's something you need to know. You have now tuned in to Ambitiously the Podcast. Listen, y'all, today I want to get into some things that we don't often talk about. And I think that we should have an, especially as adults, we should have an, we should be having a conversation about this. But before I get to it, there are a few things that you need to know. First things first, we got to take a quick commercial break. I'll be right back. Want last minute brand design help? Get top tier Fiverr freelance creatives at your fingertips fast with secure payments and 24-7 support. Head to Fiverr.com today and get something started. Okay, I'm back. I told you it was 15 seconds. It's not that long. I'm right back. I'm here. I'm here. So anyway, um, what you need to know is today is Wet and Wired Wednesday. Today is the day that we come through and we talk about all of the things that are taboo, important in our adult life. Um, Sometimes we'll talk about parenting, which today kind of tends to lean towards that a little bit, not all the way, and you'll get it in a second. Uh, Well, no, a lot of that. You'll get it in a second. Um, But we talk about all the things that we should be having, like adult conversations about. You know, sometimes people are too scared and afraid to talk about these things. So we're going to talk about it. Um, First things first, though. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. The like and the share is free. It's not going to cost you anything to do so. Now, subscriptions, that's a whole other thing, but it doesn't even cost that much to do that either. Um, also, the phone lines are open. Um, you can hit us up at 443-850-4828-443-850-4828. Um, and the number scrolling at the bottom of the screen. You can drop a comment. You can shoot me a text. I will read your text online. I mean, on the show. Um, and I will, you know, just keep it cute. Um, also, or you could ask, actually ask me to drop the link. And I will as long as you are on your best behavior. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem. And I, I can I can almost guarantee you we're gonna have a problem because I don't play that shit. Excuse my language, but it's a, it's wet wired, so you already know it's not really all that uh, PG over here. <sighs> okay, guys. So if you're watching the show, you're reading the title. The title it's Wet and Wired Wednesday, and gen- we're talking about generational wealth, generational health, and bad generational curses, um, and breaking those curses because it's, it's it's a lot I want to get into. But I'm going to start with generational wealth. Um, I'm going to give you some information first, and then I'm going to get into breaking that shit down f- the way you need it broken down. Or well, not really the way you need it broken, broken down, but a lot of my opinion and so, such and such and such and so forth and so forth. So let's talk about generational wealth. What is generational wealth? Well, Honey, generational wealth refers to the financial assets passed by one gen- um, passed by one generation of the family to another. Those assets can include cash, stocks, bonds, and other investments, as well as real estate and family businesses. In recent years, generational wealth has become a focal point in discussion about racial the racial wealth gap. We're gonna get into that. Um, and the increasing concentration of wealth in the United States because it plays a substantial role in both. Now, what is racial wealth gap, do you ask? I'm going to tell you. All right, because <laughs> there's a lot to get into this. Um, before I get into racial wealth gap, I want to start by saying... Um, um, I do believe there is because of how society was set up for um, minorities, it is very hard for them to teach their children about generational wealth, let alone pass down the generational wealth. Um, 
I work very hard now to try to, when I'm no longer here, to make sure that I have something to give my daughter. Um, something substantial so that she will be okay. But I want to get to the point where as though she'll have something to pass down to her children. Um, if we could, we could pinpoint um, a, a cup, um, well, a couple that would be of racial minority. That is a prime example of who is going to be able to pass their children generational wealth. That would be Beyonce and Jay Z. Um, Blue Ivy already has something like five hundred million dollars in the bank, um, and I'm quite sure Rumi and Sir do too. So uh, let's get to what is um, racial wealth gap. Although the term racial wealth gap um, technically refers to the difference in assets owned um, by different racial or ethnic groups, the gap results from a, um, a range of economic factors that affect the overall economic well-being of those different groups. The term reflects... Um, an opportunity, uh, means of support, and resources. We we know if you're a minority, you already know what that looks like. Um, and there's a young lady. We're gonna get to her in a second. Um, but key ways, key takeaways. We're gonna get into that. So these are some things that we should talk about. Uh, generational wealth refers to assets passed on by one generation of the family to the next. In some cases, assets are transferred after death in the form of inheritance. Um, in other ways, they are passed to, um, to the next generation while the giver is still alive. Gen generational wealth contributes to both the wealth gap between rich and poor in the United States and the wealth gap among races. It is a sad, sad thing. Well, here's the thing. I hear a lot about you know, one ethnic background having priority over the other. Do I believe that's true? Yeah, to, to an extent. I also do believe, well, to a lot of extent, <laughs> but I also believe that there are people out here who've worked very hard, of people of color, who've worked very hard to make sure that they have had something to leave behind for their children. But I will say this, a lot of times those that do not work towards that goal, that goal of providing generational wealth to their offspring and or bloodline, whatever you want to call it. Um, I believe that the reason why they are not able to or why they do not do so even when they do get money or get in a position where they are they are available to do so is because they were never taught to do so. Just like I think that when it comes to schools, um, me personally, I think that um, financial financial growth or you know the finance teaching the kids young as they're young how to be um, financially stable. And, and teaching them how to handle their finances early would be a beautiful thing. Would I like my daughter to be taught that? Absolutely. I try myself to um, teach her that um, by showing her that, like, all right, you spend this money here. You got you have an option. This is one of the scenarios that I give her, right? So let's say she wants something. Now, one thing about my daughter, I love her to death. She's the cutest little sweet pea, and she's so sweet and adorable, but she's expensive. So the thing is, she'll come and she'll be like, um, okay, I could say I'm going to the store. Um, and she'll be like, well, can I have a soda? So one of my ways of doing that, because she gets money, she earns money around the house. We give her money. She earns money. She's a She's not a brat, but she's kind of spoiled. So um, I'll be like, well, you have to spend your own money. But she knows that there are things, that other things that she would like to spend her money on. So then she'll weigh the options. Well, I want this, but I want this. Do I want to spend this $2 on a soda? 
which this is also the way that helps me stop her from drinking a soda. Do I want to spend this $2 on a soda or do I want to continue to save so that I can get, let me, let's think of something. Maybe um, the video game that she wants, um, Five Nights at Freddy. Do I want to save my money so that I can make sure that I get this game? And that's a decision that she has to make herself, but it's called financial responsibility. No, you can't always spend my money because then I, how am I going to save money to pass on generational wealth if I keep buying you everything? And how are you going to be able to, in turn, one day when you have children, teach your children the same lessons if you have no idea how to be fiscally responsible? So, um, but I do believe that a lot of people will never be able to, because one is that that gap of poor versus rich. But two, you know, there are people who are out here who are very successful and they be like, I'm not. And, you know, so they're not spreading a generational wealth. Um, so it's crazy. Uh, let's see where we at time. Okay. So. Now that we've gotten past the generational wealth stage of things, I'm going to, nope, 10 o'clock. Um, let's move on to, because I think I'm going to be on the curses for a minute. So let's move on to um, generational health. Um, there are things that we don't teach our children Let's get and you know we don't teach our children. It's probably having the the reason why we don't teach some of our children the, these things is probably because it was not taught to us, unfortunately. Um, but I think we should start changing the generational values. Um, so I want to get into this one particular thing and this piece I'm about to read. Um, this came from John Hopkins University. So just listen up. Uh, it was published November 17, 2022. Um, so this is, there are four generations. You have from the oldest to the youngest right now in the time that we live in. You have the baby boomers, you have Generation X, which is the generation I belong to. And then you have millennials and then you have Generation Z. I'm very afraid for Generation Z. And I'll tell you why anyway, in a minute. But these generations were raised in different social and political atmospheres and therefore consider different childhood upbringings and um, familiar experiments. I'm, I'm sorry, from familiar environments, which um, beget different values and wants and needs in adulthood. The thing is, when it comes down to health, I know you're thinking, Oh, well, and I'm going to get back to this in a second. That's just a good segue to start it. Um, uh, you think I'm talking about the physical health? Yeah, I'm talking about that, too, because it's things that we need to teach these kids that they don't know and won't know. I, When it comes to, um, let's say, again, I'm going to use myself and my daughter as an example, and I'm going to tell you why I use us as an example, because that is my experience, right? So when it comes to raising my daughter, now in her school, they're starting to teach them about health and puberty and things of that nature. I, as a parent, well, from day, from the, let me just start this. I stopped the Google Gaga when she was like six months. At this point, we're going to develop these words and you're going to tell me what it is that you want. Um, so I'm not Googling Gaga, even though she was still, you know, in a little Google Gaga part, but it helped with her development to be able to explain, to talk and to tell me what it was that she want, wanted. So by one, we were in that plane. Now, she's 11 and I'll say it's certain things that I've started talking to her about at the age of, well, it's thing, I'm a woman, so it's things that she sees and she's like, mom, what's that? Because that's one thing that I love about her. She asks questions and I have no problems answering those questions. Why? Because the things that she's asking me the questions about mostly pertain like to becoming a woman. So when um, she was old enough to 
see what was going on with me as far as my menstrual cycle. She wanted to know little things. Well, what's that that you use? Well, this um, the transition was different, but this is a cup or this is a pad. This is this, 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 et cetera. Um, but there are certain things that I feel like generation generationally, oh, I can't even get that out. Ah, oh, you hear the sirens? I think they're throwing me off. I live close to a hospital, by the way, people. Um, but for generations and generations, women have been afraid to talk to their daughters about certain things um, and their sons. Same thing with men. They are afraid. There were a lot of men who are afraid to deal with certain things when it comes to their daughters. Like, again, PMS, go talk to your mom. Yeah, but you're a man, so and you you were with her mom, so you were there when those times were happening, correct? So what if her mom's not here anymore to explain those things to her? And you're the one that's laughing. You're the one that's raising her. You're, you're going to have to be the one to explain it to her. Um, so I think that we need to break that cycle of not being able to discuss with our children certain um, all of the levels of, of, of health for that matter. Um, because no matter how you look at it, whatever we go through, men, women, whatever we we were kids once. And if we had somebody who wasn't explaining a lot of the things that we grow go through, the growth, the development, and all of those things, we were lost. I mean, it's certain things. I knew certain things, but there were a lot of things I didn't know, and I had to find out on my own. So I feel like to promote generational health, I have discussions with my daughter. And no, I don't necessarily want them having the discussion with my daughter about you know, I don't want them to have the, in the schools to have the discussion with my daughter about puberty before I have the discussion. So I'm not nervous to talk to her about it where a lot of parents would be like, um, for example, do you know where babies come from? That would be a scary thing for most parents to have a discussion about. Um, for myself, I don't get graphic with it like, oh, well, this is what we do exactly. And this is how, but she understands her body parts and what she has and the things that are going to happen to her. Like she's going to train right now. She's a preteen. So she's in transition to her young womanhood. And so there are things that you do that you shouldn't do. Um, and so I prefer marriage, uh, but, uh, but I you shouldn't do until the time is right. When you got everything out the way and when you focus and you know where you're going, and you find that right person. But those things that you do with the other person, specifically, and I tell us specifically a male, that can lean towards you having a baby. You don't want to have a baby young, and so I'm going to example for her because I didn't have her until I was 32. Having a baby young is not the end thing. It's just things that we need to talk about to our kids. And a lot of us are scared to talk about them. So then next thing you know, there's a teen, a teen pregnancy happening. Because you're afraid to have these conversations. And you're afraid to let them know what it is. And you're afraid to, to, to touch on these things. And they don't know because nobody is teaching them. And then you have the black girl loss situation or the girl loss. I'm not going to say black girl loss because it's all kinds of girls in this world. But then you have the girl loss situation where she's going out here looking for something that she doesn't really need to look. Because if you really love them, you'll talk to them about it. Also, mental health. I don't think that we focus on um, touching into their mental health as well as our own. And in order to promote good mental health habits or and what I mean by that is you can't tell somebody to go talk to somebody. Well, you having issues, you need to go and you're not willing to do it yourself. So in order to promote good mental health values, I feel like one, you must be willing to take the same steps that you're telling your children and their children to take. It's accountability. It really is at the end of the day. So um, 
Okay, so early and late psychology, um, psychological researchers have proven this to be true. The environment in which an individual is brought up in, namely the things that they lack or are deprived of in childhood, strongly influences the values or the value development throughout adulthood. I concur. I believe that. Um, and I don't know... I believe it's the environment. I really do because whatever your environment is growing up does does it plays a huge huge part to who you become as an adult. And it could play um it's like you know how you got the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. It could go either way. You don't know. Some people will take that situation like this is how I grew up and it was horrible. So I'm going to take the opportunity as an adult to make the best out of what my life is now that I'm an adult. Or you have the people that will take the things that happened to them when they were children, adolescents or teenagers or early adults um, and say, what was me? This is why the thing, this is why I am the way I am because these things happened to me. So I'm not going to be shit. I don't know how I was the word that. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> It's it's like that, and it's it's crazy, but it's like that. So um, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I'm gonna tell you that's how it goes. Um, so let's see. Okay, so it says, but how exactly does this tie into ever changing um, work habits and you know falling in line with employers because all of these things go together. Um, it's real crazy. So if you don't know what these generation, what generation you fall under, I'm going to tell you, but you should pay attention to the things. So baby boomers were born in 1940, well, from 1946 to 1964, raised post-World War II. Um, resources were limited and society, work-centric, uh, conservative, competitive, 25% of today's workforce. I'm going to be real with you. Um, Gen X, born 1965 to 1980, that would be my people's, um, raised after the war, but before technology, society, work-life balance, independent, materialistic, <laughs> 33% of today's workforce. Gen Y millennials were born from um were born within 1981 to 1996, raised in um in an economically stable and technology um techno technological, I couldn't even get that out, advanced in society, questioning, um questioning flexibility, self prior um priorities <laughs> well, I can't get it out. Prior they make themselves a priority because I'm kind of trying to figure get it out my tongue right now and I'm getting tongue twisted. Um, growth oriented, 35% of today's workforce. Gen Z, born from 1997 to 2010, raised in um, a digi digital digital world, um, economic economically fluctuating society. Yeah. Um, Communicative, um, well, they're open for communication, diverse, cooperative, I don't know about that one, collaborative, I don't know, and 5% of today's workforce. Um, I think that a lot of, there are a lot of um, creative per people in the Gen Z, uh, the Gen Z world. I'll say it's a lot of anything from Gen X down. I don't I can't speak on the 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 baby baby boomers. That's like my mom. My mom is in the baby boomer era, I guess. And my dad too. And I'll say this. Um and I can honest this is an honest um perception. You know, anything that is like creative or you know, where it comes to like a, a creative type of um like if, if if you choose a job that is more centered towards creativity, they're like, "What are you doing? You need to get a solid job. Uh, you need to get become a nurse. Uh, 
think of the other jobs that were offered to like that they offered up but one specifically was nurse and i remember saying like oh oh join the military is for them it's more about stability um versus anything like they just you you work hard to get a pension and you retire that's their thing um it's not really about being happy with the job that you have it's more so about being just having a job um where i'll say a lot of gen x gen y would or millennials whatever you want to call them um and gen z generations are more so of okay you know i want to be able to i do want to be able to have some stability but at the same time i really really want to be happy with it whatever it is that i do um and our thing is like we don't want you to tell us what it is that we want to do with ourselves. Whereas though that might have happened for you and the people who raised you, i.e. our grandparents um, or great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents, but whoever raised you might have been telling you what to do with your life. But in our lives, we want to find out who we are. Um, so yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. But yeah, I want to keep it moving. Where we at? Okay, we good. We good. Um, but I think that with the baby boomer generations, when it comes to mental health and physical health, they were the ones that's like, okay, shh, we don't talk about certain things. You just suck it up. You don't talk about your feelings. You just suck it up and get over it. And understand that it is what it is. Um, where I think that <laughs> the Gen X and the Gen Y millennials um, and the Gen Z crowds are more like, I got to get it off my chest. Um, so I don't know. And then I think, especially specifically with men, you're always taught that you're because... the. The generational health gap for you guys is even way worse because you guys are taught that you're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to express your feelings. You're not allowed to say when you're hurting. You're not allowed to say when you're happy. You're not. Well, you are. But there are a lot of people that will try to stop you from doing that. Um, My encouragement this evening is. Stop being around people who tell you can't do that. Um, like, you know, us ladies, we tell you all the time. And see, this is this is important. Me saying this leads to another thing. Because if you have sons, then you can... I'm going to get to that in a minute. I don't want to go too far too soon. I'm going to play this commercial. And then we will get to breaking the generational curses, the bad curses the bad generational curses. We will, we're going to work on breaking those. But you guys are always told you can't do this and you can't do that and you got to be a certain kind of way. And in order for you to be a real man, you got to be like this and you got to be like that. Um, a lot of times, or you got to be a chauvinist or you got to be... <laughs> and it's sad. Um, and then there's the whole thing when you're taught and you're conditioned to think. And I'm going to get back to that in a second. Um, That the gender role thing is a thing. Um, The man must have respect at all times. And I agree with that to an extent. Um, The man is the provider. Although with Gen X and maybe baby boomers too, baby. Some of them baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, and Gen Z, that's not really a thing anymore. And that's my, whatever. And then the woman should be submissive and she should be this way. But the people that are teaching you these things, look at their lives and then tell me what you see. And then once you tell me what you see when it comes to their lives, why you listen to them? But we're going to get to this. Um, I want to get to this general breaking these generational curses in a second. But it's it's weird because they were like, uh, yeah. So when you get this is old, old school. Let me just give it to you real quick, though. Old, old school. The man 
when he gets home from work, he should have dinner on the table. The house should be clean. The, the, the kids should be fed um, and put to bed and all of that good stuff. And you should be, as a woman, because it's after I've been on here for a minute. So as a woman, you should be ready to fuck. Never mind. They're not saying, um, adding on part that you got to go to work and you got to pay half the bills. Never mind. You got to take care of the kids and clean the house and all of that shit. Um, but these are the things that we're taught and we think they're okay. Instead of changing the game and how it looks and saying, all right, fuck them. We're going to make our own rules. We're going to make our own rules and we're going to break these generational curses. But that's not what we get. But when I come back from this quick commercial, mm-hmm, even though I'm still going to be talking, but <laughs> but when I come back, I am going to, we're going to get into these generational. And remember, you can drop a comment, call in, text 443-850-4828, 443-850-4828. Or you can ask, ask me to drop the link and I will. Um, so you can come in and join the conversation about this because it's very interesting. It's a lot of things in this world or a lot of things that we've been programmed to think. And nobody's ever telling us to break the curses. Hold on, y'all. Okay, there we go. I got scared because it blinked out for a second. But think, I think for in your own, build your own way of living. They never tell you that. They say keep following the generational curses. But we're going to get to that in a second. Um, first things first. Savage Fenty ladies, two for $29 bras, 50% off on other items for new VIP memberships. The link is in the description or below. Just click the link and it'll guide you there, baby. It'll take you there. Speaking of Fenty, Fenty Beauty by Rihanna, they have a new reset overnight recovery gel cream and it's on sale right now for $40. It's brand new. Um, try that out. It's nice. Um, let's keep it moving. I got, I'm going fast because I got other things to talk about. Um, cause I want to get these things out of the way. 21 free meals and free shipping plus three free gifts. When you say hello, fr when you use the code hello fresh 21, that's 21 free meals, um, free shipping and three free gifts. When you use the code hello fresh 21. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like this one. <laughs> Nakedwines.com. Flex offers. Use the code Flex Offers Six. You get a hundred dollars off the, the off a, a six pack of wine. They're not small bottles either. They're regular size bottles of wine, um, and you'll get it for thirty nine ninety nine using the code Flex Offers Six. Um, so yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let me get back to that one. Let me get back to it. Okay. So, I couldn't wait to get into this generational curse thing. What are generational curses, do you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because I think you need to know. And then I'll give you a synopsis of everything I talked about, just in case you're just coming in. So, what are generational curses? And how um, could they secretly be affecting your life? One of those curses I just told you about, about what people tell you you're supposed to think and what you're supposed to do. And as long as you abide by these things, you will be a part of that system of generational curses. Um, okay, so generational curses or family curses have more than um, one origin or definition. They have ties to genetic imperfections passed down from your parents and they could be spiritual curses placed upon your ancestors, whoa, and sins they committed in the past as well. And I hope nobody put a root on my family. I hope. Um, but <laughs> but um, let's get into some of the types. So psychological indi indicators. Generational curses are believed to affect the mind first because it is within that battlefield that we all, um, that all other parts of the body are controlled. You know, your brain tells the rest of your body what to do. Your heart pumps the, you know, 
pumps the blood and you know give you that but the brain is the indicator it tells you what every you know it tells your body parts what to do so um as most of us know the mind body connection is strong and so starting with the mind is a genius way for a curse to take over quickly mhm mhm um since these curses are generational they are said to affect individuals as early as childhood so one that they would say would probably be um a generational curse would be mental health um now I don't want to say it is, but I don't want to say that it isn't. You feel me? That's just my opinion, though. Um, Because the reason why I don't want to say that it is, is because science and medicine come into play. But I don't want to say that it isn't something that's passed down from generation to generation, because it is, in hindsight. Let me give an an example of that. Let's say, for example... We're going to go back a couple of generations. So let's say your great-grandmother was abusive to your grandmother, and then your grandmother was abusive to your parent, your parent, mother or father. Uh, well, your mother. Let's just keep it ladies. Um, abu- abusive to your mother. And then your, your mother, in turn, doesn't realize, even though she might try to change some of those things, she still has those tendencies because these are the things that she learned. Now, let's take it a step further. Let's say your grandmother had mental health issues and your great-grandmother had mental health issues because whatever her environment was and whatever she was going through at the time, which, you know, a lot of people from back then, they was going through some stuff. And then your grandmother has some mental issues as well. And then your mother and then you. Um, and so... So I kind of do, I, yeah, kind of, but uh, at the same way, the way modern medicine speaks, I don't know. I just don't know. But let's get into what they have to say. One sign believed to be generation, um, one sign believed to be a generational curse is of mental health it, um, is, I mean, <laughs> a generational curse is mental illness manifesting as depression um, and multiple personality dis- disorders and etc. Now, mental illness is seen in so many ways. Um, by science, it's seen as a malfunction in the brain. By shamans, it is seen as an awakening. And for religion, it is seen as a demonic possession. <laughs> Everybody has a different way of looking at it. Um, so there's no surprise that mental illness is seen as a... Um, as in other spiritual er- areas, can be seen as a curse as well. As well, again, I said I don't know if I stand on the side of saying it is or it's not a mental. I mean, a, um, generational curse. But I, I just explained to you it could from great grandmother to grandmother to mother to now the child. Um, let's see nightmares. They say that's a generational curse. I don't know about nightmares, but see, I don't think that's a general. I'll get to that in a minute, but I don't think that. But let's say, as um, with mental illness, nightmares have many meanings um, observed by society. They can be side effects some of some life event or bad diet. I'm gonna go with bad diet. Um, they can be overly. Um, they can be overly overactivity in the brain or they can simply be a curse sent by your great grand your great grandmother to haunt you for the um your lifetime oh shit um i love my great grandmother i hope she would never do that to me (laughs) um well actually these are um oh my gosh i just (laughs) i can't i just can't imagine my great grandmother putting a curse on me but they're saying that nightmares could be considered. I don't think that any of these things um, are generational curses. Um, other character character flaws. Let's get into this one. This is one of the most interesting. Um, it kind of makes me pause and consider that it could be true. Many generational curses are said to take form in character flaws, 
which repeat through history. This is the one I wanted to get to. For instance, if your father was a heavy drinker, abusive, and abandoned his family, and you find that you are following the exact same um, route, then maybe you could be under his curse. I've seen firsthand how sons intimidate the ex of their father, and it's rather uncomfortable to witness. Um, So that was the one I wanted to get to. The physical indicators, I don't really say that, you know, marks on the body, birthmarks. I don't know that. It's not a curse. Um, addiction, maybe if you saw your um, your family members on drugs real heavy, it might affect you. I've seen people, I've had family members that have been on drugs, but it's never like had me um, wanting to go go snort something or shoot something. I've never, ever wanted to do that. Um, disease, illness, and injuries. That's genetics. Um, so I guess that could be a generational curse because it's genetics. Um, physical beauty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that can be a gift and a curse. Um, because one will say you blessed with beauty, but being blessed with beauty physically is not always a good thing so yeah i don't know i don't know but i want to get to that this one indicator because this is the one that i want to talk about character flaws i do think that that's one of the major generational curses above all i'm gonna be honest with you because somebody you saw somebody do something or somebody taught you a certain kind of way to live and you hold on to that shit like it's the end all to be all. Um, like that's just how life is going to be. And never mind, you don't know, like let's say for relationships, for example, let's say you were raised by a misogynist. Um, he's telling you all the things I just said before we went to um commercial, right? They're fellas. I'm going to use y'all on this one. Um, so your dad, your dad raised you and he's like, all right, son, <laughs> this is my first, my best dad impersonation. All right, son, women are supposed to be submissive, but he doesn't give you an idea or the exact way in which the woman is supposed to be submissive. Now, does he? He just says women are supposed to be submissive. So you go out here and you think, yeah. Yeah, women are supposed to be submissive. They're supposed to listen to everything I say and do whatever I tell them. And that's what it is. Son, she should already always be ready to give you some. Never mind. She got a job. She's taking care of things. And then if she's a, a good mom, she, she that. Um, so what else? Um. She should always put a meal on the table. She should have your meal ready and you clean your house clean and your clothes washed. Um, never mind. She, again, she works too. Cause in this day and age, y'all don't want to take care of everything. Y'all want us to help take care of the bills and be the housewife. You don't want us just to be the housewife and take care of the household. You want us to go to work and then come home and take care of the household. But they're telling you all of these things and these things the misogyny is now your generational curse because more than likely you're going to take it and take it to your sons and less. But it's again, a generational curse. You can take it like, all right, this is what they said, but I don't necessarily believe all of these things. Or you could take it and be like, this is what I was. So I'm going to stay stuck in this curse. You got to break that shit. I'm sorry. There are some things like, I'm quite sure um, some of our grandparents, well, great-grandparents beat the hell out of their kids, and then our grand that's our grandparents, so then they beat the hell out of their kids, and then our parents maybe beat the hell out of us or maybe didn't, depending on what they were thinking, but nine times out of ten, if that happened to them, then they take it and they do that to you. Now, here's your opportunity to be like, nah, it gotta be a better way of disciplining my child. And I don't think beating the hell out of my child is the answer. You got to break the curses. If you don't, you're going to be sending the keep. You're going to keep the curse going. 
And now your kid is going to be like that and their kid is going to be like that and their kid is going to be like that. It's certain it's certain things that we just have to deprogram ourselves from. We don't really need to be carrying those I'm not even going to call them tradition. Those curses on with us in life. Um so yeah, that's how I feel about generational curses. I really think the character flaws is a major one for me because those are the curses that you can break. You can't get rid of the physical indicators. You can't get rid of, um, well, you don't have to even sway towards addiction, but you can't get rid of certain illnesses that are genetics. Like, um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think like cancers and things like that. Certain things that sicknesses that, that go heart disease, cancer, diabetes. These are some of the things that are, you can, kind of try to stop them and live a healthier life but some things are just naturally they just come with you being the offspring of certain people um and the physical beauty thing you can't help there's nothing you can really do about how you look god made you the way he made you uh, you can't stop you know you can change your diet and that'll help you with your nightmares and try drinking water before bed that'll help you with your nightmares as well but nightmares come i have nightmares and mental illness you can't really change that until you know that that's an issue that you deal with but those character flaws those character flaws you can change those because you don't have to listen to what i don't have to listen to what my mother said i should be doing and she didn't have to listen to what her mother told her she should have been doing we all are in different times so things work differently now ladies that don't get it ever get a fucked up i'm not saying don't be a submissive woman to your um your spouse what i'm saying is we live in different times submission looks different um we are not in the 1930s 40s and 50s running around and just sitting in the house anymore we can't because one, the economy probably is not set up like that for us to do that anymore. Unless you got that right, dude. It's just like, baby, I got this. And then, fellas, don't be wanting her to be Miss Betty Crocker sitting in the house, the submissive wife, subservient, doing whatever. You, not when you ask her to split the bill. You can't. You can't. So, But there are character flaws that we can work on and we can change. We just have to apply ourselves. The other things, you can't really do anything about them, but them fucking character flaws, you can do something about them. You absolutely can. And I don't want to hear that you can't. You can change your way of thinking. You can open your mind. You can broaden your horizons. It's up to you, though. I got to show love to my people, though. <laughs> my favorite part of the show. But I wanted to get into some of those things. and I'm going to go back and reflect in a second. Let me show my people some love real quick. But those are things that we should really take into consideration. Them character flaws, you can help that. You can't always help the rest, but you can help them character flaws. But uh, let's show some love. Because I'm in a loving mood and I like showing love. Oh, man. And these download numbers are going up, honey. And so I, I'll definitely be in the mood for showing love when the numbers go up. Keep them numbers going up so I can keep showing y'all love. <laughs> keep them coming, boo. Um, but yeah, consider a change in your character. Your character. Those character flaws can, you can change that. You can. You just have to be willing. Um, you have to be willing. Open your mind and open your heart. You can't, you can do it. You don't have to be who the people were that raised you. And you don't have to be the people that who that um be those people that raised them or so forth and so you don't have to be them. You could be your own person. I believe in being your own person. It's a great thing. So top hi babies. Anybody first, let me say anyone who has tuned in to this podcast tonight from Twitter. I mean, I said from Twitter, from Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I appreciate you so much. You didn't drop a comment, so I can't really shout you out for real. But if, remember, if you ever drop a comment and say, hey, I'm going to show you love and love. <laughs> or, um, I get to say who shares. Cause 
I will do it later. But the likes, if I see them, or the comments, if I see them, for sure, I'm going to shout you out. Okay? Um, but you got to say something for in order for me to give you the love. But these people I'm about to give love to, These, this is my listening audience. These people come from all, all over the world, and they take the time to come and download the podcast and show your girl love. And I appreciate that. So I show them love back. But let me start with my top six because, you know, they're here for a baby and they're showing up and I love them. I love them very much. First, the United States, first and foremost, my country, my country. Thank you, babies. I love you. Thank you for showing up, listening to this podcast. Y'all do. And I love you for it. I do. I do. I do. Keep on coming through, booze. Keep on. Um, Next, the United Kingdom. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all come through. And I see y'all. I'm looking at I'm looking at numbers right now. And I'm telling you, I see you. And thank you so much. This, this man, the United Kingdom is swell. I love you guys so much. Um, next we have France. They have been here from day one. And I love you, darling, so so much. Don't ever get it twisted. I love you with all of my heart. I do. And I got some business in France to handle anyway. Like I got. I know I'm going to look like a total tourist when I come there. I'm sorry, but it's a lot of history and culture there. And I'm very, between you and the UK, for real, for real. And I ain't talking about just England. I'm talking about Ireland, Ireland, even though they're not a part of the UK anymore. But Scotland, all of that. I got to, it's, it's a lot of things I need to explore. A lot of c- country houses I need to check out. And some things I need to see. I need to get to Versailles. It's a lot of places. <sighs> okay, Marseille. I need to get a lot of places. And I love you, France. That's the point. I love you. Okay. Um, next, India. Got a couple spots there I need to um, check out as well. I love you, India. Thank you for coming here and showing me love. I see y'all. And I appreciate you so much. Germany. Hi, darling. I see you and I love you too. I do, I do, I do. Um, so, and I like to save this one for last because they kind of pulled up and came out of nowhere and surprised the girl, but they show big love. And I'm talking about Belgium. Hi, Belgium, specifically Brussels. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I shouted them out first, but that doesn't mean I don't love you all the same. It just means that they download the most. And so I showed them love first. That's it. That's all it means. But I love you all equally. So because I love you all equally, I would like to continue with the rest of my love. Um, Brazil. Hi, darlings. Thank you. Um, Netherlands. Singapore. South Africa. Spain. Philippines. Uh, Australia. Japan, Mexico, Ireland, Nepal. My homeboy is from Nepal. He's here in town. Big shout out to him. Um, Moretus, Israel, Canada, Hong Kong. I'm not done. I'm not finished. <laughs> I could, of course, I'm not. Um, so let's see what we got here. Who else we got live from? Um, oh, this one's so cute. Indonesia. Hi, darlings. Welcome. Thank you for coming and showing love. I see you. Welcome. Come back. Russia, darlings. Hi. Come back. I love you so much. Um, Who else we got? Switzerland. Hi, darlings. I thank you so much and I love you. I do. I do. I do. Turkey. I'm still waiting for my Turkish people to come back and keep teaching me what I need to learn. I said I want to learn Turkish. Um, sorry. Austria. Hi, Austria. Thank you for being here and come back. I always want y'all to come back. Kenya. Hi, darlings. Thank you for being here. Come back. Pakistan. Hi. Come back, come back, come back. Um, Romania. Hello, darlings. I appreciate you so much. Make sure you come back. Uh, I'm not dying. I'm not. I know. It's a long list, but it's love. So what do you do? What do you do? China. Hi, darlings. Come back. I love you. Um, who else? I said, uh, um, uh, Poland. Hello, darlings. Come back. I love you. 
um tunisia come back darlings i love you i love you so much and venezuela i love you but i am not done Whew, i'm not done i'm not done who else we got on this list so i said let me make sure i got everybody yep we got that we got all of them we got everybody over here i believe let me make sure i don't want to miss anybody nope we didn't miss anybody on this side um, I said Switzerland. I hope I said Switzerland. I believe I said Switzerland. I know I said Indonesia. Okay, so and um, I said Kenya. Also in Africa. I love Africa. Thank you. I, I love you guys because it's in my DNA, baby. Um, Nigeria. Thank you, babies. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming here and checking out the podcast. I love you guys. You guys are extraordinary. You don't have to come and listen to this podcast, but you do. And I love you for it. I love you for I promise I have more and more. Oh, okay. We got a like and now I can show some love. Who liked this podcast? So I can show them. Hey, JB Clayton. Hi, what up, boo? Hey. Um, I had to show all that love real quick because you know. The love is real, and um, those people, they don't know what I look like. Y'all looking at me on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. These people I just shouted out real quick, these countries, they have no clue what I look like. So that means a lot. This is just like my conversation, so that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now to recap everything that I've talked about tonight. We talked about generational wealth. Um, we do understand that, you know, sometimes being of the minority um, demographic is not passed to us, but we got to change the way we do things and try to pass it to our children. We got to take our power, take our power back or just take it and say that we're going to change it up for our children, our offspring and their offspring and so forth and so forth. You leave a legacy, you know? Um, generational health. Don't be afraid to teach these children so that when they have children, they won't be afraid to teach them. You got to pass that knowledge about health care and how to live your best life as an individual, but at being able to have those discussions with them and so that they'll be able to do it later. Um, and then curses. You can't change generational curses. You can't change your mental health situation. It is what it is. Your your physical as um aspects, your beauty, your marks. You can't change any of that. You can stay away from certain things to stop you from being an addict and all of that good stuff. You don't have to be an addict. Um, you can't stop nightmares, but I told you you can change those character flaws because they're flaws, but they can always be fixed and changed and all of that good stuff. So work on that, I think. That would be my recommendation. I, I work on my, I analyze and <laughs> analyze myself every day. And it, especially if I do something that's like bullshit, I'm going to sit down and reflect upon it and then be like, damn, I shouldn't have did that shit. That was some fun. And then, so, yeah. And now I got to take accountability and I got to apologize for what I just did because that was some bullshit. But I'm a Libra. All of y'all are not Libras, so y'all wouldn't understand. I need my life to be balanced out. Um, Some things I got to say before I get out of here. Let me do this really quickly so I can get out of here. Um, Yeah, listen to this really quick. No, I'm not going to do that. We're going to chill off commercials tonight. There are some things I have to get off my back, though. <laughs> there are. Like, if you would like to be on this show or... Um, if you have a product you want to promote, a business, some music, a movie perhaps that's coming out. Speaking of that, Majestic Behavior has a new movie coming out. I'll let y'all know when it's dropping. Um, a movie coming out perhaps. Hit me up. You got a suggestion. You just want to say hi. Hit me up ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com. Again, the email address is ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com come. Remember, the phone line is always open. Well, it's not always open, but during the show is always open. Um, so you can call in 443-850-4828-443-850-4828. Or you could drop a comment, hit the like button. I'll see you. I'll see if you like this so I can shout you out. Um, 
You can send me a text and I'll read it on the show. Or you can ask me to drop the link and you can come on the show. I'll let you on. Just be on your best behavior because I don't want to have to cuss you out. I don't. I play music only usually on Fire Fridays. But if I am playing music, know that I have permission to do so. I just don't go around here playing people's music without their permission. No. I have some written permission, some audio permission, some visual permission. But the point is, is I have permission. I'm not just playing these videos just because I want to. No, it's a business. And you do things a certain kind of way when it comes to business. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> just make sure you do that. That That's how you show us love for real, for real. Um, check out the website, www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. I will be working on that tomorrow, amongst other things, because we are premiering our new segment of the show called Hood History on Saturday. So, yeah, it's a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm a busy girl. Meetings, working on this new portion of the show called Hood History. By the way, I'm starting with Baltimore first because um, it's a lot of explanation that people don't have about the city. You know, they talk about how violent it is, but I'm going to give it to you so you know why the city is the way the city is. And we ain't going to blame it on black folks. It's a lot. It's a lot to talk about. And I'm not going to be explaining it how they would explain it to you in, in history class. The way I'm explaining it is in my everyday hood jargon. So whatever. <laughs> but anyway, if you would like to donate to the show, dollar sign, capital L-U-R-L-U-C-I-D-I-T-Y, dollar sign, capital L-U-R-L-U-C-I-D-I-T-Y um, on Cash App. Uh, and we are streaming on all streaming sites, honey. We are. We working. We working. We on everything. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are everywhere. So make sure you, if you didn't get to see all of this podcast, go there. It'll be playing. And the special treat, there are other things on, on those streaming platforms that you can go check it out and get the tea, like interviews. Oh man, I've done so much. We are like 300. Um, we are like, I think, believe 300 episodes. I'm supposed to be taking a break, but I kind of can't just yet. But I am going to take a break really soon. Um, but yeah, things are happening around here. And then if I do take a break, it can't be for that long because I got deals in the works and people I'm working with, you know, collaborating with and partnering with that it changed overnight. I don't, I don't know, but I'm thankful, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm, it won't be a long break. It'd probably be like a week. <laughs> tops. Tops. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I have to say. Take care of those character, those, those character flaws though. Take care of those. I think that's, that's where we need to be at with it. I do. Honestly, I need to take care of mine too. Um, but I'm taking care of them every day. My, my work ethic is impeccable. So, so, I'm slowly but surely working on them. Um, man, I love you guys so much. You are extraordinary, those that tuned in. I couldn't even see you. I need y'all to start commenting so I could just show y'all love the way I want to show y'all love. But with that being said, I ran over a little bit tonight. I don't care. But I do have to get out of here. So, a couple of things I need to say before I go. Mind your motherfucking business. Everybody's business is not your business. It's not. It's not. And it's good for you to stay in the business that pays you. But even to a certain extent with that, just mind your business. It's a dangerous world out here. Secondly, encourage your babies. Encourage them. Tell them they are the greatest of all times. Encourage them to be whatever it is that they want to be. If they want to work for NASCAR, then tell them to be the best NASCAR driver or pit boss or whatever the hell they do over there at NASCAR. I don't know. I've never worked for NASCAR. Um, if they want to work for NASA, encourage them to be the best astronaut, engineer, secretary, janitor, receptionist. I don't know. Whatever. Just encourage them to be the greatest at it because they need the encouragement. Who's going to tell them they could do anything if it ain't you, you're their first line of encouragement. So encourage them and tell them they're great and hug them and kiss them and tell them, baby, I love you. You mine. You mine. I love you. Um, and last but not least, stay in your fucking line because you jump in my line, you getting this. And you know, mm -mm. 
you don't want her. She could be a little bit vicious. And it's not because she wants to be vicious, but sometimes y'all y'all just pull it out of her. And it ain't cool. You want her. She's sweet and cuddly. <coughs> she is. She's sweet. You just want to pet her. And then when you pet her, this happens. <laughs> I'm a happy girl if I'm praying, but just the point is stay in your lane because what happens is a collision and who the fuck needs a collision? Nobody. So stay in your lane. And with that being said, I got to get out of here, y'all. I got to get my daughter ready for school tomorrow. We got to be up bright and early. I love you guys. Sorry, my phone's turning on. I love you guys. Be safe out here and be awesome. Good night.